So they're turning on each other. That sounds like the numbers might be on our side. We might be able to win this thing. You tell me who sent you, I might let you walk out of here alive. Alright, hand over the globe. What are you going to do? Shit me with your pockets? It's a gun. That tough guy, He-Man crap. Bunch of bull. yeah oh yeah what is going on eric jacobus in the house how are you doing my friend good man thanks who's that guy without a beard that you just showed i don't know man i think was your stunt double right yeah i think yeah it's my stunt double yeah (laughs) eric in the house in the movie dojo kicking it with the fat samurai guy hanging out today welcome to the show my friend it's an honor to have you here and uh you know i've been a fan for 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 a very long time and I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna. Well, it's, it's every time I show these old photos, <laughs> it, it's, it's like I'm not really embarrassing my guest. I'm mostly embarrassing myself uh, because it just uh, I have not aged well, unlike my guests <laughs> that I show. But yeah, man. Uh, before you're we very, get into that, you're very charitable. I'm... You're very charitable. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, we got some Movie Dojo Army people showing up here. We got the Finkster saying, I'll be here, proud owner of Death Grip on DVD. That's right. Got some fans showing up there. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, man, before I show you the embarrassing photo of myself, uh, let's go and get, get into it a little bit, my friend. How long have you been taking uh, martial arts? Oh, boy. I mean, I think I, I kind of started martial arts in order to do movies, I guess. Um I of course did my my uh, my time in the uh, strip mall karate dojo, getting my white belt back That's when right. I was twelve. Dropped out, of course, and then you know got back into it once I started doing movies because I, I didn't want to fake it anymore. You know, I wanted to be able to kick well, uh, and you know, ever since ever since you know like two thousand one, two thousand two, I started in taekwondo. That was my first style. Did have keto after that and then branched out into whatever the job needs at this point. And really now the martial art that I uh, and focus on the most is uh, I call it mocap dough <laughs> because I'm doing motion capture all the time and that is very much kind of its own style of movement because you're trying to move for an animator and, right. and it's a very different way of moving it's actually taught me to move in ways that I've never thought that I should move <laughs> oh wow so it's a, it's a yeah it's a it's a it's its own thing it's its own art and I, I love uh I love the name Mocap Doe. I think you should patent in that. <laughs> I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up my dojo tomorrow. I think you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Uh, oh, here we go. We got uh, Lopez in the house. That he recently got yeah, a copy right. of Contour there. Right on. Where'd you find it? I wonder. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> Jacob here was talk uh, talking about the intro. That footage was insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Eric's got the skills, man. So did you always? I mean, obviously you're a fan of martial arts. You took martial arts. 
Uh, but did you always have uh, uh, you know aspirations of going into the industry, whether it's TV, short film, movies, and now mocap dough? Did you always have that dream, or are you just like, you know, let me try it out, and then then the rest is history? Well, you know, I, the the thing I grew up on was vaudeville comedies. That was really what I was sort of spoon fed as a young boy, as a young bearded man uh, when I was very young. You know, I was watching Marx Brothers and Laurel and Hardy, and very wholesome upbringing. And the first fight scene I think I ever saw was from the Pink Panther, and oh, that all was, right. and that to me was action, which is that it's funny. There needs to be some kind of comedic element to it, and that just made the most sense. And yeah. once once I learned about Jackie Chan and my you know Podunk town when I was when I turned eighteen, I didn't know anything outside of that town. Uh, but then once I learned about Jackie Chan, I saw oh wow, you can actually combine martial arts in this very interesting way with comedy and also Sammo Hung. You can combine really good filmmaking with comedy because Sammo Hung also is a great yeah. comedian, one of the greatest you know martial art comedians of all time, I think. And uh, maybe the king. Uh, and so the um, the itch sort of started then. Uh, nice. And and I and it never left. You know, nice, the whole nice. thing ever since has been yeah. How do you how do you convey a cool action? I call it an action code where like something just kind of speaks to the audience, right? Something just makes sense. And how do you elicit some laughter as well, right? Yeah. And how do you how do you get do how do, how do you do a joke out of that? And especially right now, because nobody makes comedy, especially not action comedy. They're very hard to come by now. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and you know, especially when we get to Rope-A-Dope. Oh, my God, man. I was dying. I rewatched that uh, last night, and it's still just as funny as it was back then, man. Just cracking up. But you have, you know, you, you have the martial arts skills. That's already there. It's amazing. But then you have that comedic timing, man, in your shorts and films. It's really funny. And, well, it, thanks, and you man. brought up a really good point. You know about action comedies uh, are kind of a rare a rare thing now. I mean, the most recent one you could say uh, is uh, the Paper Tigers. Have you seen the Paper Tigers? I haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. I know oh, I need to fine. see it. It's it's my duty as an indie filmmaker to see that movie. I I've been reading <laughs> I, I, too much lately. I think it's, it's I, a I, lot I of fun, something. man. Yeah, cool. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. It's right up yeah. your alley. But it's funny. It's it's just, speaking of uh, Paper Tigers. Uh, and uh, Rope Dope 2 here, uh, you had Ken yeah. in your yeah. short. And this dude's a badass, man. Yeah, he's badass. I wish I could have yeah. I wish I could have utilized him more. You know, we kind of promised something at the end where it's like, oh, Ken, oh Ken's coming in the sequel. Right. I, I, I still want to live up to that, everybody. And, uh, you know, Rope Dope 3, yeah. if I can find a way to keep my beard in Rope It Up Three, <laughs> then we will do Rope It Up Three. That That's idea it. has not that the idea has not percolated down yet, but it'll right, right. It'll hey, Ken's, hey, fingers Ken's crossed. Awesome. And yeah. Ken's a great. I, the thing about Ken too is he's such a great actor. Like, yeah, that's something where it's hard because I think a lot of stunt guys, and myself included. I mean, really, it's 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 kind of difficult to be on camera and just stay still for a second and hold a and hold a look, hold. Yeah. You know, like be be sort of like just take up the frame for a second and be vulnerable. It's really hard. Right. And right, when right. an actor, you know, when a stunt performer can kind of uh, pull that out and just be there in the frame without having to go without having to do all that stuff. Because keep in mind, Jackie Chan, a lot of the time he's he's standing there just talking to people and he's able to just stand there. And that's what acting a lot of the time is, is just be there. Don't be afraid of being there. Don't try to run off frame. Yeah. And that's something that Ken has. 
for sure. Dennis yeah. is the same way. You know, some of the great, you know, martial art actors out there. Scott Adkins, he's a great actor. Yeah. And yeah. You, you have to have that. If you don't have the acting, it's it's just hard. And um, Yeah. So. No, I totally get it. And, uh, you know, I had director Bao Tran from the Paper Tigers. I had him here on the channel. We were talking about the movie. And, and I mentioned how good Ken was in Paper Tigers. Like, he's a badass in there. But that's it's right up your alley, man. You're going to enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome seeing Ken in your short, yeah. you know, your yeah. short film, Robodope 2. It was great. And uh, uh, if anyone's wondering, uh, Samurai Guy lost the Battle of the Beards today. Uh, I lost. <laughs> I lost the fight. <laughs> Comes with the, it, it's just, it's bound to happen with me. It's going bound to happen. At this point, yeah. <laughs> Except for uh, Rick. I think Rick Meyer is the only guy that I uh, keep on running yeah, into whose who's beard the, actually uh... goes beyond the frame more than, the, more than mine does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rick might have us all beat there. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Oh, shit. Hold on a second. We got um, uh, Flix Snacks and Nick Snacks. What's going on, brother? How you doing? He says, great guest. Excited to hear you pick his brain. Uh, don't worry. I'll get this, the social security uh, number by the end of the video. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, another badass martial artist and stuntman. And uh, he, he knows a little thing about comedy himself. Alex Chung showed up to hang out with us today. Awesome, hey, man. He says, whether he admits it or not, Eric inspired a generation of indie action filmmakers and stuntmen and stuntwomen. Also, what's up, Eric? So what's that's up, awesome. Alex? Alex, yeah, Alex showed up. How cool is that? Awesome. Uh, all right. So let's get back to it here. I'm having fun going down memory lane here. So, yeah, this was a big deal. Uh, Contour. And uh, I think I am frozen. Am I frozen on screen right now? You're, you're frozen, yeah. <laughs> you, you got a good pose, so it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. All right. It's a good pose. I'm going to keep talking, and we're going to keep rocking and rolling it's while I uh, try there. to fix this. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I will keep, uh, as long as you can hear me, that's all Yeah, I hear you. You want to talk about contour, huh? Well, yeah. You know, this was my introduction to you. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was badass. It was funny. It was a lot of fun. And I definitely enjoyed it, and I was out there, like everybody else, hunting for the DVD uh, to pick it up. And I actually ran into you, my friend, at some point. Are you ready? I'm going to show ready. a picture. <laughs> I was like, I knew I had a picture somewhere. And this is when I was at Comic-Con. And I don't mm. remember what year this is. I do not remember what year it is. Uh, but... Oh, am I the only one here now? <laughs> I think I might be the only one in here right now. Um, hey, everybody. Oh, here, here we there go. There we go. All right. Yeah, it was I'm just back. me for a second there. You got to love technology, my friend. You got to love my, uh, my acting skills are just being on camera. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> as long as you... No one needs to see my ugly mug. As long as you see Eric, you're, we're good to go. All right, here we go. Chat, everybody watching, Movie Dojo Army, here we go. Going to see a younger samurai. And Eric, he looks exactly the same. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Wow. Look that at that. 2008. I know, based, right? Based on, based on the location. I think that was 08. Look at that. Look at Eric there. Yeah. Baby-faced. Yeah. yeah. And a lot oh, thinner, oh lot thinner, uh, no-tattooed samurai guy in the middle. <laughs> Wearing his wearing his Batman hat, yeah. I we're I all shit. a lot thinner. I think we're all a lot thinner, and a lot fewer tattoos on all of us at the time. 
Oh, man. But I had to bust that out. I was like, memories, man. Memories, definitely. Hey, you keep ducking out. Yeah, I'm trying to still unplug the camera and plug it back in. You got to love technology. It's all good, brother. Cool. All right, let's keep it going. As long as you can hear me. I hear you. All right. Yeah, man. So let's kind of bounce around some of your filmography here, definitely. Uh, Some good stuff here. How was it uh, creating Dogs of Chinatown here? Was this a rough shoot? I think that was the first time I was ever hired. No, second time I was hired to be in a feature film. And it was tough because, you know, Micah, who is a, he's, he's a good friend, the director, he said, uh, hey, man, I loved Contour. I loved, uh, you know, the comedies that you've been doing. I've got an idea for an assassin movie where you're going to be a suicidal murderer. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. So uh, I had to play it straight. That was really tough. It's extremely hard. That was actually, I think that was the movie that, I mean, I kind of like understood um, the difficulty with like carrying a serious action film. Um, It's very hard, you know. Uh, You know, some people say that that's a good movie and that I did such and such a good job. I I can't, I have a hard time watching myself because it's, it's just, it's so far removed from my comedy, you know. Right. And right. and again, you know, like later on with Death Grip, I kind of pulled a similar thing. There's there's comedy in Death Grip, obviously, but um, I think we all kind of go through these uh, these dark phases in our careers where we do uh, we do you know dark movies, dark characters. So it was yeah, a, it was good. fun. It was yeah, a but shoot, there's there's some good stuff for action movie fans though. There's some good yeah. shit in here though, man. Yeah, that was a good. That was a, that was a good one to do. Ray, Ray, and I. Ray came in about halfway through, and we banged out a couple fights together. Nice, cool. nice. All right, the big one here, which I really, really enjoyed. Death Grip, man, fantastic poster there. Awesome poster. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how long did it take you to uh, uh, direct and and kind of make this movie? It took me a long time to write it, as it always takes writing a writing your own feature film script but then when it came time we did i think a month of pre-production two months of shooting which is a hard months hard oh it was the hard i think that's the hardest thing i've ever done in my life is that movie oh wow for sure in terms of just raw labor and effort and number of hours of sleep for a night yeah. and and then six months of post-production with me no i think it was three months three months of me at a computer doing post doing the, all the behind the scenes and everything too. Right. And then right. there was a, there was about a month of sound and music, which that was one of my favorite parts actually was uh, working with the composer, Brett. Um, I think it was Brett Perry is his name. And he was fantastic. And, and I really enjoyed that, uh, that part of it as well. But yeah, overall you're looking at about a year or so of that movie. Right. And, right, right. and, it, and it really, it really took the, I mean, you know, it is what it is now, and it was uh, it was it was hard because we were trying to achieve kind of a look because contour is so raw, and you know, let's just use the lights that we have, and if I need a light, I'll just I'll just you know I'll just pull up a light like this, right? Like I'll just pull up a light and aim it there. Now shoot, right? That's, yeah, that's that, yeah. It was that kind of it was that kind of mentality, but with Death Grip, you know, we wanted to you know try to make a a, a bigger impression by you know bringing in Johnny Johnny Young Bosch as the villain who was you know the Red Ranger from Power Rangers and yeah and uh, and so it takes a lot longer to just do a shot right and holy shit DP, I'm back there you are 
All right. right. And it would take it would take a lot longer just to get a shot uh, because, you know, the DP had a look that he was trying to achieve and he would try and light. And I was trying to choreograph. And then when I tell him to flip angles, he'd have to relight. And so, oh, it's, wow, it's really hard, man. Um, and we did it. We did it. But again, it was like a lot of work for everybody, really. I mean, everybody just slaved away at that movie for for nothing. So the whole crew pulled that movie together, man. Um and, uh, and it's a dark movie. You know, there's a yeah. comedy scene and the, the one, you know, the toilet scene, right? Which is the, the comedic relief in the movie. Yeah, that was probably was. the first scene that I, that was probably the only scene that existed from the original script back when it was right. a pure comedy. And then it just, you know, over the course of, you know, two years, that script got darker and darker because your script is kind of a reflection of who you are at the time. And yeah, after you. that, you know what I mean? And everybody's got that yeah. moment. And yeah. then it became what it was. So... Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was for nothing because you. No, there's a of lot of so. fans out there that this movie's inspired, and and people in the, you know, in the industry, definitely Death Grip inspired man. Uh, Kevin Lambert says Alex stunt work and contribution to action and stunt work speaks for itself. But yeah, man. So um, it's been a while uh, since I've watched Death Grip. Loved it. However, last night I rewatched. The extreme Kali knife fight, man, and I was just like, just shaking my head and trying not to increase my anger against the editor that butchered Snake Eyes. <laughs> mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. completely butchered Snake Eyes. And I know, yeah. I know my followers and all that. And I'm probably yeah. sure they're, they're probably tired of me hating on Snake Eyes. But yeah. it's like, I don't hate on the martial artists or the performers that yeah. busted their ass. Yeah. I hate on the behind-the-scenes stuff where they ruined a yeah. lot of those fight yeah. teams, man. And yeah. it's sad. Yeah. Did you see Snake Eyes? It... No, of course okay. not. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if you're bored... <laughs> I'm not. I'm never bored. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, saying, never I'm just saying, like, if, you, if you're curious... Yeah, you're going to be like, wow, we just went backwards. You're going you're gonna yeah. to watch and be like, we went back yeah. 10 years. What happened? Yeah. You know, like, I what's mean, going on? Yeah, man, but I, uh, I was just, yeah. just the timing, the speed, the fight choreography in this knife fight, man, like, it just blew me away again. And uh, just, the, you, you can actually see the fucking fight. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and it wasn't edited to shit. And it wasn't shaky cam everywhere. Yeah. And it just, I just was so blown away watching it again. And I just cracked a huge smile at the end. And I said, thank God somebody got it. Somebody out there working their asses off, bringing us this entertainment, and they get it, you know. And I just, I just love that kind of stuff, man. So, if you don't mind, but I would love go to re revisit that knife fight. By all means, I haven't watched it in years myself. Oh, all right, this is going to be fun, and feel free to add uh, your commentary. All right, chat, uh, prepare to be blown away again. And this came out. What was this? Tw this is 2012 or earlier? Yeah. 2012. We shot it the year before. Yeah. That's right. 2012. And hopefully the editor of Snake Eyes is watching this. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Let's have some fun. I hear it. There it is. Here we go. Man, this was good. How long did it take to, to choreograph this fight, man? We did it all on the fly. It took two nights to shoot this thing. Those were... So the thing, the thing about a fight like this is you can't do it with just an actor. 
you gotta have a right. guy like this is Alvin Singh. Yeah. And Alvin Singh is a machine. Um, we came up with a different term. Of course, like we we were we were choreographing it not so much to try and figure out like cool collie knife drills or anything like that. We were just swinging for the fences. Right. Literally. And just. And that's all we did. And so we called it vines because it kind of felt vining after a while because we were shooting this thing nonstop and it was so we were hitting each other with these fake knives. We were, yeah, oh, it was brutal, man. It was a hard man. shoot, but but we just went for it. And guys like Alvin, they go gung ho. He's also a great actor too. Because like he can, he can just take up the frame, like yeah. that right there. Like that's hard for a stunt yeah. performer a lot of the time. Yeah, people take yeah, it for guys. granted. It's like like he's a little bit vulnerable because I took his knife, and so you're kind of trying to 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 act the fight. Look at this shit, man. This is the speed, the timing, the camera work. Yeah, the, Jesus so the Christ, camera guy, man. the camera, the camera guy was was also the DP, was, uh, Drew, Drew Daniels. Yeah, so so Drew was uh, Drew was on point, and he would and he would call it. He would say, uh, "Hey, I missed that one. Let's cut." And they say, "Thank you," because we're not fixing this fight in post. And I told him that, like right. we have we have our setup. You're going to shoot the setup, and we're not cutting it. And that's right. how I mean that's really how the whole movie was. But these were the this was the fight where we did the long takes. Right. Yeah, man. And I just it's just like, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm kinda wanting to watch it again. <laughs> but uh I mean just I just turned the sound down just so we can talk over it a little clearer. But man, like this is just I mean, what was that? Like fifteen moves in one take. Like this is what it's all about. I think the this, second shot was like twenty five moves or something. Jesus I mean, Christ. And it was it what what was hard about it is that it doesn't it wasn't very like sensical when you're trying to remember how to do the it was all based on feeling and so we were just kind of feeling our way through the fight plus it was dark yeah yeah <laughs> it, was, yeah it was it was brutal man that was one of the hardest it was one of the hardest fights I've ever done because great camera angle up there I love that yeah stuff. we we kept on challenging each other you know and Alvin Alvin would throw out an idea and he would push the limit and I would push the limit and then we kind of found that place in the middle um, oh just phenomenal. I had a blast working with Alvin, man. He's still one of the best guys to ever be on camera in terms Phenomenal. of his action. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I love it, man. But I just, it just, it, that kind of stuff, me being a fan, I just get charged up again. You know, it's just like lightning bolt. It's just like, thank God. <laughs> Great action exists out there. You know what I mean? So I, I just had to, had to show that. You got a uh, flicks here saying, uh, awesome scene. Uh, everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a blast watching today, man. This you, is great. You know, the the thing the thing to to think about too when you you know when you watch movies that try and do things like this, right? So here's yeah. here's what happened after that fight. Uh, they uh, they called me to eighty seven eleven, and they did the John Wick films later on. But at the time, they were doing the Die Hard movie and Good Day to Die Hard, and so they brought me and Alvin to do a knife fight for that movie, and um, and you know that fight got cut entirely from the movie. But the um, but like it's just by by nature of having a studio system, and I think that you're going to have the same problem with action comedy, is that when you have a very linear process, which has not changed, this this the cinematic, or the uh, the studio model of filmmaking has not really changed since 19 I don't know since the talkies I would say, uh, 1930 ish, and 
when you because what they did was they kind of figured out the assembly line it's like okay we do the right and we write it we lock script and then we then we do pre-production we lock that then we shoot and when we shoot we have the camera guy and we have the actor and we have the the, the you know the the construction crew the art department and that's all separated and then when it's done you edit and then you edit and you lock edit and then you do sound you lock sound and music right and right. so there are all these gates that you pass through and if you're trying to convey some kind of a broad style like a like an action style or a com or like a comedic vision i mean yeah. like com comedy is the thing that usually just it, the comedy is like this egg it's like a poached egg and you're trying yeah. to carry it through these gates and it's like you get through pre-production okay it didn't break and then when it gets to production you're like there are 15 people trying to destroy the egg because it's a good it's a great gag but there are all these people that have these stupid ideas that are going to make the egg break and the egg breaks and then once once you get one bad joke in a movie, it's kind of like it spoils the whole batch. Right, right, right. And and that's kind of like the nature of a very linear studio model. And it and it's kind of the same with action. And the thing about action is that action will get destroyed at some point, right? If it's not the performers destroying it or the choreographer, or if it's not the camera guy destroying it, then it might be the editor. And frankly, I don't blame the editor because the editor probably has 50 angles that he has to cut together. And if he's only using the master, then he's not doing his job. Technically, you got a producer on him saying, well, we spent all this time doing all these other angles. Why don't you use all the angles? And so the editor's hands are tied in a sense too. And so everybody just has a lot of input on the action. And then at some point the vision is lost. But the thing about action is that you can have a drama like a Marvel movie. And if the fight scenes are crap, well, at least you still have the drama, right? But if you're doing a comedy, if a joke fails, the whole movie's gone. So yeah. fr from a studio's perspective, it's kind of like, well, am I going to do an action comedy where like if anything breaks along, the whole thing's ruined? Or should I just do like an action epic drama thing? We'll do the action epic drama thing. Like why do action comedy? And gotcha. I think that's just the nature of the studio system that you're going to have a hard time within, you know, studio model. And that includes Netflix. The Netflix model basically kind of makes it very very difficult to do an action comedy extremely difficult right and 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 going back to you mentioning that's why there's probably less of them are or they're non-existent you know now action comedies yeah. you know yeah, and you have to do it independence like 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 yeah. did. you have to do it independently yeah yeah and he went through a lot just to make paper tigers yep. his whole story is is pretty pretty amazing but yeah man i just wanted to show some love for that fight because it's just phenomenal all right, let's keep it rocking and rolling here. Mortal Kombat Legacy in this series, man. How was it playing uh, Striker, man? I enjoyed you as Striker. Was this yeah, a was tough cool. shoot? Nah, nah, they brought me in a little bit late, I think, they because uh, I was in the second season. And uh, they had, I think they had figured out most of everything before they brought me in to do Striker. Um, and then uh, kind of like threw a fight in there. We were, we had actually previs the fight with, because uh, uh, at the end I fight, Kung Lao, no, Liu Kang. I fought Liu Kang at the end. Yeah. And originally, we were going to do Mark Dacascos and I. Mark Dacascos was Kung Lao. He and I were doing a two-on-one against um, Liu Kang. Right. And uh, and we just ran out of time. And it ended up being oh, the short fight. That would have been and, fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. Was, but yeah, man. Cool, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. Striker, man. Represent. Yeah. All right. Rope-a-dope series, man. Hilarious. The... <laughs> The martial arts action comedy uh, Groundhog Day style, man. Really funny. Really funny, man. Really enjoyed it. Is this like at up, up, up to this point in your career? Is this like at, at this moment right here? Is this like this is me? Like this is like this is like this is you. Like 
yeah. action comedy. This is like yeah. the best example interpretation yeah. of Eric Jacobs. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, it kind of took a mentor to, to find it, too, because after Death Grip, you know, this uh, stuntman, you know, he's turned director, Clayton Barber. He saw yeah. Death Grip and he says, wow, you, you made a feature film, but it's, a, you know, he said, I think that your roots are in action comedy. And he had an idea of combining Groundhog Day with martial arts. And we came up with this script. And uh, I think two weeks later we shot it. Like, we wasted no time. Nice. And man, I mean, it, it, that was just, I mean, I used essentially the same crew as I did in Death Grip. But, you know, it's so two years, Rope It Up One is we shot two years after Death Grip. And yeah. I had kind of gotten the cobwebs out at that point. It's like, okay, Death Grip, that's behind me. I did my art thing. I did my Takeshi yeah. Kitano movie. Now I can just focus on what is entertaining. And yeah. that, that was it. I think you nailed it. Nice. Yeah, you guys nailed it, definitely. Look, people are already saying, we want part yeah, three. I know, I know, I know. Well, yeah, like I said, if I can figure out a way to keep the beard in it, then there will be a number three. I'm sure you can three. figure it out. I'm yeah. sure you can figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, this was just this was phenomenal, man. Really funny. Yeah, that's Dennis. And Dennis is one of the, like, yeah, I've worked with this guy. Dennis, he, I mean, he and I go back to Contour. And, you know, he and I can really just fight without hitting each other and we just it's easy it's easy working with guys like him plus he's funny he's yeah. funny and when you're doing a comedy you gotta be able to be around the people who are kind of in tune with with the vision so yeah uh, you know when it, when we're coming up with ideas workshopping action concepts that are funny i call it i call it a, a writer's gym where yeah. you, know, you get together and you come up with a cool fight. And it's kind of a pre but it's more like, let's just find the gags. Let's just make something kind of fun and build a story like that. And, you know, someone who's on the same page as you, like Dennis, and a lot of the other crew, too, it, it, you got to have that. Otherwise, you, you, have a, you have a fight with people. Um, and that's right. not how you do comedy. So that was absolutely right. essential to have a crew like that. And I enjoyed the, uh, the, the the little. I wasn't expecting the little twist in the second one where it's both of you. <laughs> you know what's it's funny our... about that? So I, I got a, I got a funny story about that. So sure. you know, the first one is Groundhog Day, and the second one is the question is like, well, what would happen if two people had Groundhog Day? <laughs> and Great. and I wrote it, and it took me a little while to write it, but I figured it out. And everybody who read that script, they would say what the hell are you talking about in this? I cannot follow what's happening. And I would always have to tell them, just trust me. Yeah. It's going to work. Right. And we made it work. We made it work in the edit. Also, there's a long editing process for that one. Yeah. I think the first rope it up, we shot in four days. The second one we shot in six days. And then uh, uh, post-production on the second one was months. I think it was like five months post because we kept on changing the edit. I mean, there was stuff cut out. I mean, the, the original cut was 25 minutes. We had a whole montage that we cut out. Oh, Otherwise, wow. the, the flow was a little bit slow. Right, right. Uh, and so, um, but yeah. But yeah, man, this was great. It was that, great. One, that, one, that one also seemed like in, in the second one, that's when we kind of figured out the the, the story you, of the action. Right? Look at you showing off there, man. Look at that. Are you kidding me right <laughs> yeah. now? We, uh, Are you kidding me right now? Look at that. My my, my leg hurts just by watching. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty awesome, man. But yeah, man, Rope-A-Dope is, is great. Rope-A-Dope 2 is even better. And, uh, you know, let's keep it rocking and rolling here. So uh, I've seen the first ABC, the ABCs of Death horror anthology. And this, this the I, have, I haven't got a chance to watch the second one. This is more in the same realm of horror anthology but comedy too there's some bit, comedy yeah. elements in here um your, let's talk about your section where you play the assassin here what sure. was this one about 
Hmm. It's kind of fun because because we we uh, the the filmmaker had this idea of doing like an assassin planning out this really elaborate hit and showing how cool it is when he does this hit and and then when he actually goes and does it like things don't quite go as well as okay all <laughs> right, right, we, all show, right. we show the hypothetical and then we show him actually do it nice and it, it okay. ended up kind of being like an army of the it's, it's kind of no it's kind of it kind of ended up being like an army of darkness kind of kind of comedy to it where it's okay. like it's like a horror comedy body horror comedy where the guy's like trying to climb through a duct and he's getting raked by nails and he's getting <laughs> you know dirt's blown in his face he loses his gun and all this I think he was his gun. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. So it was, it, it was fun. Oh, that I sounds shot, hilarious! I think we shot that one in four days. That sounds that sounds funny. That sounds right up my alley here. Uh, I got another fan here. Jaguar Rope a Dope is awesome. Love your work, Eric. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. All right, I got to check out that assassin section. Speaking of comedy, man, Jesus, dude, I was <laughs> dying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write all of this, or you helped you? No, no. Oh, Jose yeah. Jose wrote that, and directed it. it okay. was all him. That was really funny, man. Really, yeah. really Jose funny. Jose is like a very, he's like a very good comedic uh, director. Um, he, I recommend checking out some of his work. Nice. The the, the actor that's on the right hand side here with the glasses on the mm -hmm. right. Troy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that would have been my role. Yeah. <laughs> to sit yeah. between you guys and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but really funny, cool. man. Like, I was dying. I was busting up, especially with all the, we got to be more sensitive, man. That's what the chicks like, you dig? Yeah. Cut yeah. to you guys murder. To cut to you guys yeah, murdering course. people. Yeah, of so course. Funny. Yeah. Now, all, yeah. we need, all we need now is for your characters to uh, meet up with Black Dynamite. Yeah, right. Be the greatest action comedy of all time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that was really funny. Uh this project here, you got to work with uh, Carter Wong from Big Trouble in Little China and uh, John Chen here. How, how was it uh, working on this project? Was this a tough shoot? Boy, what do I say oh. about this? Oh, no. Boy, oh, what no. do I say? Okay. I, got, I mean, I, in, the, in, the, in the interest of just being brutally honest, like, okay. uh, working in Hong Kong was terrible. Oh. I got to say, it was it really was hard. It was extremely hard. Like... It's just a work environment that I, I knew nothing about. And gotcha, gotcha. The, um, the director that brought me over there, a sweet guy, and I love him. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a dear friend of mine, and I've, you know, um, I've known him for a long time, and I've worked with him for a long time. He's a very good man. But then when you, when you go to Hong Kong, you're in a different world when it comes to entertainment because, gotcha. like it or not, you are going to encounter triads or of some kind you're oh. going to encounter you're going to encounter this like very kind of second world style of business where yeah. if you're not savvy to it it gets you get caught blindsided right, and right. fortunately you know i i never I, nothing ever happened yeah um but there were there were times where like things would just happen on set people would show up who were wanting to get paid People who like we didn't hire, but they wanted payment because they came with somebody and they've been there for a week and now they want a week's pay, and yeah. it and it was just it was tough, man. Um, it made it made me appreciate. I, I love Hong Kong for like yeah. all the other reasons, all the other reasons I love Hong Kong, but like that thing, that yeah. part of it, it 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 made me very thankful that I I don't have to make movies there. 
Gotcha. It was, it was extremely oh. hard, man. It was yeah, really hard. No, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, maybe there was a few positive things there. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Cryptic Soul. Let's say shout out to Cryptic Soul. He he sent me that photo. I told him I was uh, interviewing you today. He was like, "Oh man, Eric's awesome." So yeah, shout out to Cryptic Soul. Yeah, um, it was it was yeah. it was it was cool. You know, like a uh, uh, thing is, man. Like I love Hong Kong people. I, I yeah. do, and I learned the language a little bit. You know. And, and I can argue with a cabbie in Cantonese and I love the food. And yeah. it's really just, it's really just that element of the business. Gotcha. And, and I think a lot of people, and I think a lot of people don't like it. Right. I think that's just this like part of the business that a lot of people just don't like, and they, they have to deal with it. Yeah. And that's why a lot of them come to America. A lot of them move to Canada. Right. A lot right. of them just don't want to deal with it, man. Yeah. So. No, no, no. That that makes perfect sense. That that's reality. That makes sense. Not that not that working in Oakland is a whole lot better. Because here's a story about Robodope too: is that when we were finishing that movie up, we were trying to shoot the montage, and we had a different actress in the montage. Uh, We because because you know, like I've got the trainer, right? The guy that gives the weapons to me. Well, originally that was a wushu artist named Patty. I think it was Patty. Oh my gosh, I'm getting the name wrong. Well, it doesn't matter. She's not in it anymore. Because on the day that we went and shot this, we were shooting outside of the house. It's the same place as Rope It Up 1, outside Boots Riley's house. And we're shooting. We're on, I think, I don't know, third shot of the day or something, third setup. And some guys come up and they stick a gun at me and they take the camera. Goodbye. Took five seconds. Took five seconds for them to do this. Bye-bye, Red Epic. Man. Wow. <laughs> was... Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you changed were okay, my, my friend. Yeah, it changed my life. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you just mentioned some of the dark aspects of being a filmmaker. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the bright ones, man. Yes. I rewatched this again. This is phenomenal. Oh, I cool. absolutely you. love you playing this character, man. Yeah, Straight up Zatoichi, Blind Fury... Yeah. I mean, this is just like, I want a series. I don't care if it's a web series. I would love a movie series. I would buy every single copy, man. But Blindsided, the game, was fucking phenomenal, man. It was a fun one to do because it was Clayton. Clayton and I came up with it, and he directed it. And Clayton really wanted to do a blind movie. We were talking about it for a while. We were throwing ideas around, trying to figure out how to do like a blind samurai movie. And uh, at one point, the... um, the idea came up of like, well, what if he makes pies? Like apple pie kind of became the foundation of it. This yeah. is very kind of an American Zatoichi, right? Yeah. And uh, and so I started researching um, being blind and met with a guy who uh, is a blind skier. He, he's a blind uh, oh, cyclist. Wow. All right. And and uh, and so I met up with him, and uh, that you talk about again like a moment changing your life. And I, and I said, look, man, I, I want to know everything about this that you can give me in eight hours. And then, you know, an hour into it, you know, you realize that guys who are very disciplined, who are blind, which yeah. is all of them. Right, right, right. All blind people will put your discipline to shame. There's yeah. something they, because they have this they have a process for everything. And he had rules. He had, he had like, he had like 60 rules. And you tell me rule number 37 is when you go outside, you'd be prepared to fail. Rule number six, rule number 58 is like, don't forget the milk. (laughs) Like like, all these little things. And, uh, and so, and, and I said, Hey, uh, I got an idea. This is going to sound crazy. Why don't I blindfold myself and you can give me a tour of San Francisco. Wow. 
and it's in the behind the scenes video at the end of I think it's at the end of the in during the end credits on Blindside, and you can see what we did. Okay. And nice. He walked when so I walked around San Francisco blindfolded with him. Wow. And saw the world through his eyes, man. And it's that's different. amazing, man. So that really helped, and you know that that also it helped me kind of figure out how to move, um, so that I'm not imagining it visually. I'm trying to imagine it. Right. Well, this is just functional. This is how I hear things. This is how I feel things. This is the functionality of moving in a certain way. Yeah. And it's, and so it, and I I had those glasses, and um, I also uh, made sure that the glasses I had were sprayed so that I couldn't see through them. Okay. Purple. Whenever wow. I wasn't, whenever I was just acting, we had the yeah. sprayed glasses so that I couldn't see, because I didn't want to look at what I was doing. Yeah. Wow. I wanted to just because what what you'll see, like everybody can go and look at this show. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Is it called Blind? It's some or Sight or something. It's an Apple TV show, starring Jason Momoa. Everybody's blind in this oh, show. Oh, see, see. So yeah. what what you'll notice, and I'm being hypercritical here, right? Okay. So a blind person. The way that they get a cup, right? I'm holding a, I'm holding a mug here. Let's pretend this mug is sitting on a table. If you're blind, you do this. That's how you grab a cup. Right. You, you sort of like find it with your fingers, and then you grab it. Right. And there's a, there's a method to approaching objects, to approaching people. There's just a method that you do, that you have to do it with, and that requires some training. But watch the trailer, and what you'll see oh, is no. they're looking at it, but they're blind, right? So they're looking yeah. at it. And they go like this, and like they anticipate it oh, before no. they actually get there, right? So that's yeah. it, it kind of gives away the gag. And uh, so, not gotcha. to be an elitist or anything, but it's like, guys, if you're gonna play a blind guy, like go train, yeah. you know, go yeah. get your white well, belt uh, and being blind. It, it's like it's a blind universe, right? Was it in the whole world blind in that show or something? I like think that? so. Yeah, I think oh, so. Boy. Which is which is like, I you're you're setting. Well, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give everyone blind That's, contacts, right? Which like insurance isn't going to cover you if you do that. <laughs> gotcha. Oh man, yikes! No, I haven't seen. No, no, I don't want to CC now. Uh, but, oh, Alex uh, worked on it. Look at that. Alex worked on it. He went through movement training before the show. They tried oh, to improve the accuracy. Well, now I have to watch it because Alex is in. Yeah. It. I'm sure you're Alex. I'm sure you were awesome in it, my friend. Yeah, cool, uh, Alex. Let's no, go that's fight a good, man. I want to see this. That's a that's a good point, though. I mean, I mean, I'm sure some people on the set got it, and some sure, of course, probably didn't. But they put they put that one in the trailer. Wow. So that's a problem. Okay, like, so like they're, if you're quality control fired, whoever made that decision. You're doing that in the trailer. Okay. <laughs> anyway, enough of my elitism. <laughs> uh, you got to work with David in this one. Yeah, he's cool. David's dude, awesome, man. Like, dude, this fight, you guys' fight. Killed it. Killed it in this movie. Yeah, David. So David David is is like me, but he started 10 years before I did. So this guy like went to oh, film really? school. Yeah, he went to film school in Australia, and he was making indie action films in the 90s. You know, he did this movie called The Huntsman. And, right. And uh, I, I was watching that when I was starting because I was looking at like, okay, I'm watching. A, there were a few people. There was a handful of people out there doing this. There was David. There was Arapaiya. Who is a, I think he was a Persian guy in the UK. Yeah. Uh, then there was these Greek these Greek guys, these two brothers, and then there was Quoon and Zero Gravity. That was basically the the five people doing this before we jumped in with the stunt people. And David was one of those dudes. And you know, David is not just a performer. Like the guy produced Blindsided. So wow. Uh, yeah. Right. So I mean, he's a he's a powerhouse man. He's like 
he's another one of those guys. Nice. Yeah, but you guys' fight was phenomenal. I enjoyed his fight he had with Scott Atkins in uh, Deck Collector. Uh, but yeah, this yeah, fight really good. was definitely just in the fight ended up guys on ended up on the rooftop. I mean, it's just just f- phenomenal stuff, man. Uh, but um, <laughs> Alex is still here. He says uh, he's back talking about C. He's like yeah. story raises a lot of questions, yeah. but the yeah. fights were well maintained because we did a lot of one. All right, yeah, that's what happens right. when I open All my right, yap. Alex. This is when I start yapping about action shows and movies. The people that worked on them are like, "Hey, hold on, I worked on that." <laughs> Yeah, no, man, but no, I gotta have, I'm still going to have an cool, opinion. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Met David when he was drunk, but it was still nice. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweet dude. Nice, nice. I'll probably, I would love to reach out to him and get him on the show, too. Yeah, he should, because he knows, he, knows everything, he knows everything and more about filmmaking. Nice, nice. Copy that, man. But yeah, uh, chat, of anyone watching, if you've not seen Blind Side of the Game, uh, it is a must-watch. Definitely check that out. Uh, and earlier, somebody said that they they, they want to see a series with you and Roger, kind of like a buddy cop. Oh series. man, yeah, we we talked about that. Yeah, he's cool, yeah. man. He, that guy is really the thing, like Roger's another one of those guys who's an, an actor who, well, he's a stunt guy who can act and just kind of hold right. the frame. And yeah, he he brings a presence, and he brought a presence with him when we were on set. Where when he started fighting, everyone kind of was like, whoa, he. He really just holds the center of the frame really well, yeah. and that's what that's what a pro does, right? That's the Sammo Hung who just knows how to take up the frame and yeah. still make everybody look good. He's right. that kind of guy. Yeah, and he's a great of, actor too. Speaking of Paper Tigers, he was in that as well. Yep. He had a small yeah. role in that. Uh, I, I had a blast watching some Pizza Time, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. Uh, chat, was fun. check out Pizza Time if you haven't seen yeah. it. It's a lot of fun. Pizza uh, Time is fun. The delivery man delivering that pizza and comes across a scene. Something's about to go down. Uh, Eric looking a little bit like Mel Gibson there. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my Mel Gibson Give me back my son! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pizza Time was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, it was so... directed, by, uh, directed by a commercial director, uh, Ryan Pauly. And, uh, and he got a, and, I t- and he told me, he said, I want to do an action comedy. And, yeah. and I said, that's the hardest genre that you could possibly pick. Are you sure you want to do that? He says, yeah, right. I got an idea. And I got an idea of an actor I can bring in. I said, you got, you got to find an actor who can act, be funny, and fight. And, right. he, found, and he found the guy. Nice. And that's, you know, Ben, ben Worley. So nice. Yeah. By, virtue of, by virtue of that, it worked very well. I love the I love the soundtrack. I love the music in Pizza Time. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I never ben left. The, I never awesome. left the eighties, son. Eighties yeah. <laughs> yeah. kid for life. Uh, got some more Death Grip fans here. Kevin Lambert says he enjoyed it a lot. Wow, nice, amazing. Uh, let's see here. Oh, so just a quick little random question here. Mm-hmm. Are you a gamer? Am I? Am I a gamer? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Do you like not, the video game genre? I have not played a video game, I think, in about four years, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but before that, an avid gamer. And nice. I can go through all the game systems that I had and my retro game collection and all this, which I sold. It's all gone. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, miss it a little bit? No. I'm just no? I'm over it. I'm over it, man. Yeah. You're over it. You're over it. <laughs> I'm over you're, it. You're into that new I, school I, stuff. I had, I had to get beyond it. Yeah. Now I'm into books. I'm going backwards in time. Hey, <laughs> Soon it's gonna be cave. Then I'm going to sell all those and do cave paintings, and I'm hoping to, you know, find <laughs> this guy. 
tapings. Um, but no, the reason why I'm asking is because there was so much video game related content that you've done on YouTube, yeah. and and yeah. the Mario Warfare was hilarious, especially you playing Waluigi. Yeah, was well, that's really the funny. same director as the Dogs of Chinatown. And oh, that nice. Was, that was nice. when he called me back and. It's like we had a good rapport already, so it was very easy to do that one. Yeah, nice. I mean, nice. I, I think I think that you know, I, I was raised on you know you're talking about video games. I mean, I was a latchkey kid, only child. Uh, I, video games yeah. were my childhood. That's all I knew. Yeah. What well, what was just really oh. quick? I know you're on to books mm-hmm. now, but what was some of your favorite video games? Just from any uh, era, any era. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was a I was one genre that I that I loved was um, you know I loved Tekken. Tekken was because I was an arcade kid. I loved the arcade, and yeah. I was a Sega fanatic for so long until Tekken showed up. But I love Sega still because te- yeah. Sega was like the king of the deluxe arcade cabinet. They really, yeah. they really brought in the arcade experience, right? And uh, but you know, couldn't couldn't beat Tekken. Tekken was the one. And when Tekken came in, it was like wow. It, it really felt like like a martial art game, not a fighting yeah. game, but a martial art game. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when Tekken 3 came out, I think everyone was like, well, what's Capoeira? And everybody sort of got this, like, interesting cultural experience of being yeah. able to play all these different martial arts styles. Eddie so you gotta give it, Yeah, you got to have you to give it credit for that. Yeah. That inspired all the Tekken in real life videos that I did. Um, and I also, you know, my, I had a heart, too, for this, like, subgenre of computer games called point-and-click adventures. I don't know if anybody knows what these are, but it's like yeah, the Monkey, no. I- Monkey Island, Full mm-hmm. Throttle, King's yeah. Quest, those games. That was a huge, you know, point-and-click buff. So I would say that those nice. two. Yeah. But, yeah, Tekken, that's... Te- Tekken, I'm horrible at it, but I love playing those Me too. Games. Me too. I can't beat anybody. <laughs> But I love all of your uh, all of your videos where you're doing that, that that living that Tekken life, you know, showing all the different fighting styles was a lot of fun, man. Especially the ones with uh, Street Fighter too. I mean, these were in really really fun, entertaining videos, man. I'm sure you had a blast doing these. They were fun. It took a long time, and I had no yeah. idea why I was doing it. Actually, I had no plan. Yeah, I had no plan. I was fun. doing it. I had no idea until until I found out that people at Sony were watching it and wanted me to do god of war as a result there it is see look at that it was, you know, it was destiny yeah well there was some kind of plan there yeah. it's just funny because i'd be doing them in my garage and this is after i'd been with clayton in china doing a and i'd just gone to hong kong also to do that that movie and yeah. uh, and i went with clayton to beijing after that to do um the heart uh, boxing movie and then i came back and it's kind of like All right, i just want to settle down and do something creative yeah. for a while and Start doing that in the garage, and then you know, two or three months into it, my wife comes into the garage and she looks at me, and I'm wearing, I'm wearing like a torn up gi with a headband. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing? Is this? Or is this? What are you cosplaying?" And I said, "I don't know. I'm just doing something. I had no idea what I was doing." And then, yeah, and then the rest is history. <laughs> but let's get to the God of War gig, man. How awesome. Uh, how awesome is this, man? This is like definitely one of yeah, the one of the man. most successful video games yeah. in the history of video games. Yeah. And yeah. it's really awesome that you got to be a, a mm. part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on one second. I saw a, a comment here. Uh, let's see. <laughs> he goes... Is he Scott Atkins' body double? If not, why? <laughs> oh, you don't want to see me with that shirt on, man. I look like a, I look like a, I look like a mix between a troll and a cinder block. Like I'm just nothing to look at. Yeah, you don't want me without a shirt. That's why I got out of acting. 
Why is Eric not in John Wick 4? He deserves the spot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you, got, you got some fans. I would, I would fanboy. I'd be like, hell yeah. But still, though, let's go back to the God of War thing, man. Yeah. I mean, so, Mocap Doe, right? That's the name. I love Mo it. I'd be some t shirts or something. Yeah. Mocap Doe. Mocap Doe representing Sun. Now, did you handpick a certain team to be your team to do these, right. or they just threw you in there? Let me tell you how it works with mocap. Okay. So the thing about the game world, right? So the, the film world is over here. The film okay. world is, hey, I'm going to go work on this Marvel movie. It's like a martial art show. It's called, I think it's called Shang-Chi, and it's got some actor in it. Yeah, it's going to be out in a year, right? That's what you kind of say when you're working on a movie. Right. Go, oh, okay, cool. I haven't even heard of it yet. I've heard of the comic. Oh, yeah. When you work on a video game, you're working for the government, essentially. Okay. What are you working on, Eric? Just mm. I'm working on something. Oh, gotcha. are you working on the new, are you working on the new God of War? I was like, I, I don't know, I can't can't say. Oh, uh, how long have you been doing that? Three years. <laughs> wow. So, when you get on to because the the world of video games is very different than the world of movies because gamers are rabid about right. content. Right. Movies right. is it's different, and and the thing too is I mean, there's just all kinds of other issues with game ips you know stuff getting leaked uh right. it's a it's a totally different world so when they brought me in it was total secrecy for god of war 2018 and uh, and this is back in i think 2017 or 2016 when they brought me in and uh and they had me audition um and i and i was moving around and they said wow you know the thing about the tekken in real life videos is that we realized that you knew how to move like a video game character and i thought that was the strangest thing i'd ever heard because <laughs> i didn't know game characters moved a certain way yeah and what, what they meant by that is precision gotcha because in a game think about playing a game if you throw a punch in a game you expect your character to go this far in this amount of time right. and you're going to do it ten thousand times a hundred thousand times and it needs to be the same and it needs to feel and look really cool every time right now that's motion captured a lot of the time now and in mm -hmm. god of war when you swing that axe it needs to look cool and feel good right and you're going to do it ten thousand times a hundred thousand times and you're going to see it over and over and over and over now unlike a movie which you're going to watch twice so nobody cares if you mess up but right. if you're doing the basic attack or the heavy attack or the combo in a game you do it exactly the way that you need to do it which gotcha. is going to have to fit within the compartment of the game engine, right? So you have wow. to have a certain. So you have to have a certain foot forward. You have to have a certain arc. There are five pieces of a move, which is you know you have the beginning pose. There's the antic, which is the lead up into the motion, which might be really long for a big move, or it might be really quick for a short move. You have the hitbox, which is where the right. actual hit happens. That's the angle of attack, the silhouette that you're striking so that it looks cool too. They might do a hit pause on it like they do in God of War. Yeah. After the hit comes the recovery, which is coming out of the movement, right? And you right. can't just stumble because then that's going to feel awkward. You have to still make it look cool. There might be a longer recovery so that there's a heavier cost of using that move. There might be a quick recovery, so it's a lower cost, but maybe the move isn't as powerful. And then there's return to idle. All of that within about wow. a second. You have to do all that within about a second. And if you don't do it right, you do it again. You do it again and again and again until you get exactly what they wanted. And then they're going to tool you to make sure to get more out of you because they're finding things that they can add to the character. Because what you're doing then, you're giving them an animation that they don't really have to mess with because they have to tweak it 
to some extent. They're going to change. The right. Stuff. They're going to change stuff around. They're going to change the footwork. But the the more that you can give them, the more movement that you can give into the into the move, the better the silhouette and the more human you can kind of put into the movement, the less yeah. work they have to do. So gotcha. and they what they would do with me is they would just they found out that I could just burn through takes constantly. I could just do it all day. Because I came from the indie film world. That's all we do. We do this for yeah. 12 hours. It's easy. You're talking yeah. about only eight hours uh, with breaks? Oh, my gosh. It's easy. <laughs> so, like, we're conditioned for it. Right. And so we just – and then, you know, we would do, like, 15, 20, 30 takes of one movement. And Man. And, like, your martial art experience just goes away because right. it has nothing to do with martial arts at a certain point because it just needs to kind of fit in the game. It needs to fit the combat system. Got you, got you. Wow, that's fascinating, man. So uh, uh, again, did they? Did you kind of choose some people to be with you, or they just? No, like... they brought they brought me in on that one, and okay. they threw me in because it was late in the game. Actually, they had already. I think they had already done a bunch of capture for Kratos, and then okay. they, I think that they either redid a bunch of it, or I'm not sure what, but they ended up doing a. Um, uh, they ended up doing like a, um, uh, behind the scenes special on on my work in it. Which yeah. sort of like insinuated, awesome, like, okay, I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah. you don't, because you don't know. Like the thing is, you you go onto a mocap shoot and they say, yeah, you're doing Hulk today, and you have no idea if somebody's already shot Hulk, and if right. you're like adding movement to that, you just don't know a lot of the time. So right, it's and you've hard done to take a lot. I mean, Demon, there's Demon Souls you yeah. did, and yeah. and uh, man, you did a lot of video game mocap, but yeah. it, was, it was just really awesome stuff, man. But I did watch the some of the behind the scenes. And man, you yeah. guys were really busting your asses to make this yeah. magic happen for yeah. this video game. This it's, critically yeah. acclaimed, hugely yeah. uh, successful video game here, man. Yeah, this is, it this was is really awesome. It's a different kind of. It's a different kind of. Um, uh, what would you say? Like, it's a different kind of grind when you're doing motion capture for games. And again, you have two different kinds of kinds of motion capture. You have the kind where you're kind of doing the cinematic motion capture where you're going to do five takes and it's a long scene and it's more like filmmaking, right? But then right. you have the game capture, like what I just talked about, which is more like Japanese Iaido sword yeah. martial arts, where you're yeah. trying to perfect the thing within one second. It's so fundamentally different, and yet both of them are called mocap. So I, I separate them now. I say the theatrical mocap is PCAP, which is actually an industry standard name. But okay. then the game capture, I call it GCAP. To gotcha. differentiate the two so that when people are getting into mocap, I say, are you doing PCAP or GCAP? Because they are so different. You, they are so fundamentally different. So Demon Souls, for example, most of that motion, motion, most of that motion capture was GCAP. And right. it was me doing sprints for an entire day. Runs and sprints, turns, right. angles, all this, 20 different weapon sets. Not the same Man. thing as doing like a, a cinematic yeah. action scene. Fundamentally different. Wow. That's really fascinating. So I, I took all that, everything that I learned from doing, you know, mostly those two games is like God of War and uh, right. and uh, Demon Souls. Uh, and after after working with the God of War team and the Demon Souls team, I came up with a term called mocap dojo because <laughs> when you when you go in to a mocap stage, every new game that you do is like a new martial art because you have to move in a way that's kind of like conducive to the game. So you right. gotta throw away a lot of the old ways that you used to move and try and find a new way to move. And the animator should help you find that. They're going to marionette you a little bit. Right. And the, the good ones will know what to say. The ones that are difficult are going to make it, they're going to get into your head and you're suddenly going to not know what they want. And now you know, now you don't know how to throw a punch anymore. Right. And so I took all that 
and started a company out of it here in Las Vegas. And uh, we call ourselves nice. Super, Super Alloy. Yeah. We've got a 4,000 square foot warehouse now with a motion capture stage. And we now provide motion capture to major video games and movies. That's so awesome, man. How cool is that? That is that is it's, so cool. It's the dream job. Uh, yeah, man. That's so, I'm so happy for you. I can only say that it's a miracle that I'm here. Uh, honestly, that's it. That's like no hey, way. hey, that's that's really awesome, and I I, I had I enjoyed your uh, the, the 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 animation that you've been po- putting out, oh, the yeah. Cabin Fever and the yeah. the Kung Fu versus Zombies yeah. was the Kung Fu versus Zombies. That one was right up my alley, man. Like yeah. I was like, dude, the, how long did it take to do that one? Well, I mean, when, when it comes to shooting motion capture, you know, Kung Fu versus Zombies is an eight minute long fight scene in an alley with with fifty people fighting. Right. Right. Now, if you were to do that as a movie, that's a week long shoot, probably, you know, to make right, it right, good. Right, right. Um, and uh, and it's going to cost you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, two million dollars. It's going to be expensive to do that yeah. in motion capture. We did it. We shot it in two days with two people. That's what, what motion what? capture does. That's <laughs> what motion capture can do is me and Dennis and then two and then two techs. Right. No like one way. guy, one guy running mocap, one guy running camera just to record reference. Two of us, two days. There's so we, many characters fighting each other. That's that's amazing. That's what you can do with mocap, and so I wow. did that. I did that to show, like, this is where indie filmmaking can go. Yeah, and I've been, yeah. And I've been I've been trying to sound the alarm on this for a long time, and it's hard. It's hard to sell people on it. So right, right. we're just we're pushing forward, trying to do indie stuff using motion capture because it's right there. Because you wow. can get a you can get a suit. Yeah, it's it, it's it's like the cost of a camera to buy a mocap suit now. Yeah, and you know you do that, you learn Unreal, and you can make your movie. Wow. And you can buy a space station for fifty bucks. You can buy the moon for twenty bucks, and you can buy a hitman for uh, fifty bucks. And you buy a robot for ten bucks, and then you get a bunch of free stuff. You populate it, and then you mocap it, and now you got a short film. Yeah, you've wow. spent two hundred. You spent two hundred dollars. That's amazing. Just two people. Mocap yeah. and you and the did all those characters, but yeah, I enjoyed that short man. Big Tremolo China, come on now, you got Big Tremolo China references all over the Absolutely. place. That's my that's my yeah. shit right there. Yeah, yeah, how cool is that? I would love to show that to chat right now, but I probably I don't know how much time we have. But uh, yeah, uh, but still, chat if you haven't seen it, make sure you check out uh, uh, Kung Fu versus Zombies: The Return of the Wing Kong. Yeah, it's, right. it's a lot that's of right. fun. And now it's even more amazing that you, you know, in, in terms of watching, for everyone watching us right now, in terms of watching it, just just, just two people did that whole thing. Yeah. In terms of the mocap suit, that's crazy, man. So now what you're saying is with this technology, and you guys have the skills to perform, uh, sky's the limit, right? Yeah. yeah. Now sky's the limit. Now you can do anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's talk about some future projects, mm-hmm. my friend. Mm-hmm. What do you got so- coming up next? Well, I wrote a movie about a street violinist who does his best work when he's in danger. It's called Cats and Jammer. Sold. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so he's a he's a badass street performer who is at a you know he knows how to fight. Let's just say, uh, but he's a violinist, and uh, and so he takes his skills to this big studio, does an American Idol style audition, fights his way to the top, and then finds out that the whole thing is a death cult. And that's what we're doing. We're going to do, do this feature film. And uh, because 
it's just it's just really a matter of like hey, I've already I've already done an eight minute short film which cost me two hundred bucks, right. so we can do a ninety minute feature film and it costs X dollars. Don't know, right? Because right. We, there, there's a bunch of bells and whistles that we didn't do in Kung Fu versus Zombies, which is like facial animations, right? Because we right, got to have people right. talk. And we got to have hands moving, too. Like You got to do that. And that's animation work, right? Right. Uh, or we can put on motion capture gloves and capture all that. Uh, we're going to need voice actors. Uh, right. We got to build a right. whole world out of this mm-hmm. thing. We have to design our characters uh, from scratch. I'm not just going to... Because all the assets from Kung Fu versus Zombies I just bought off of the store for nothing. Right. Right. And again, you can do this right now to test out your skills and you can download Unity or Unreal and just try it out. It's amazing. And it works like Premiere. Once you figure it out, you're going to be addicted and you're you're not going to want to go back to live action. I still have a place in my heart for it. But yeah, if you want to tell a very high level story, like symbolic, make a world, that's how you do it. That's how you can actually shoot the script that's like been floating around in your mind, your sci fi film that you'll never make. Right. But now right. you can go and buy a cyberpunk city for 200 bucks and make your movie. Look at that. Man, technology, I'm telling you. Take advantage of it, right? And then and and just create worlds, create stories, create characters. And this sounds hilarious and a lot of fun. This new project, man. I know you shared this image with me. Here, let's go ahead and bring up this image is. here. Yo. This little in- inspiration image there. Of the violinist, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, Katzen Jammer, right? Katzen Jammer. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, come on now. Action comedy martial artists with musical aspects in there, thrown in there. With the, with the evil death cult, yo, we're going to we gonna have to make this happen. That's yeah. right. So yeah. everybody watching, you got an exclusive today, a little bit of what's to come. Spread the word. That's right. Spread the word out there. Get it out there so that we, as fans, uh, will be in anticipation for the release of this badassity here. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. So we're getting a little bit of a, is there a little bit of a Kung Fu Hustle vibe in here as yeah, well? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, Yo. the Ameri- it's the American Kung Fu Hustle right there. Do you some, need any more reason some, uh, yeah, to want to see this? With some Marx Brothers overtones and... Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's okay. it. Nailed it. Yeah, sold. Sold. Yeah, yeah. There you go, guys. Kung Fu Hustle inspired. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Alex here. Uh, Alex Chun says, looking forward to the next feature, man. So he's looking forward to this. Awesome, man. That is awesome. Uh, is there anything else? Any other tidbits? Anything you can kind of spoil but not for this new project oh, for, coming out? For, the, for, for this one? I yeah. Mean, I mean, right now it's, you know, what we're doing is we're trying to make a new way. We're trying to make a new kind of musical action film. So Kung Fu Hustle sort of laid a little bit of the foundation here Yeah. with this. But the idea is that think about this as a puzzle in your head. If you have a guy with a violin and he's fighting people and playing the violin, how do you choreograph that and how do you compose that? Right. That is a huge, it's a huge logistical problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think right, right because, now. Because if I'm the choreographer and I'm saying, well, he just does this and this and you pat, 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 and then he goes, right. da, 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 the right. composer is going to look at that and go, I don't want to do that. Like, I can't yeah. make music from that. So, right. so what I have to do is say, okay, composer, 
who's Anton Patzner. He did the he did the soundtrack for Undercut. Oh, nice. Okay. I said, Anton, help me figure out this fight. Yikes! Right. That's right. Be, help me. Yeah. Help me. Help me figure out how a guy would play yeah. in a fight. And if he does this, that means your music has to go like that. And when he goes right. back, da, 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 how do we do that? So we worked together, and we came up with this proof of concept. And nice. he's already scored. So we're so we're doing the proof of concept right now. Okay. Okay. And it'll be about you know like five minutes long, and it'll be fully animated, and that'll be how we blast this thing out to try and get the full thing done. Nice. Nice. It's 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 gonna be awesome right here. Look, Dan says it sounds awesome. He's in. <laughs> He's loving it, dude. That's a good point. You know, with the whole you want it to be kind of authentic, yeah. Not just some guy going blah blah blah, blah and just exactly. getting, hitting death cult exactly. members. Exactly. Yeah. It's got it's got to be a song too. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, do you? Uh, how many songs are you uh, planning on having? Or are you not really sure? As of right now, because you're still in the right creation now. process. I mean, we're still, we're still sort of like batting this thing around. I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like an American Idol parody. So you have all these different characters going in with their own instruments, right? Like a, right. like a, like a, like an urban tap dancer who's got knives in his shoes. Yeah. And or like these, uh, or like uh, the, 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 the twin flutes, as I call them, these two these two assassins who have blow darts, but they're also flutes, right? Oh my God, dude, so this is great. <laughs> you can do, you can do the world with this. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah. again, it's just a process thing. Like how do we, how yeah. do we bridge, bridge the music and the action together? Right, right, right. And that's going to be like the main, that's going to be the main focus on this. One. Right. Oh man, this, this is, this is great. I'm, I'm really excited for it. And uh, Alex is like even more excited that Anton yeah. is composing. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. How cool is this, man? Musical martial arts action fest fighting death cult members, right? Weapons, instruments. How violent are we going? Are we going super violent or no? Nah, no, okay. it'll it'll be it'll be pretty like PG thirteen. You know, people die. People will die. That's fine. It's, hey. it's gonna be funny. It's gonna be funny when they die. Yeah, funny deaths. It's a comedy. Yeah, funny deaths, right? Like nothing mean, it. nothing you know, brutal. I, I'm not. I'm not yeah. trying to do that. I, I yeah, want to have yeah. fun. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like kung we'll fu hustle kind of, kind of kung fu hustle style. Really, it's the, almost the same tone. Nice, people nice. People die in that too. And yeah, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that movie. I'm yeah. starting to feel that movie's getting underrated for some reason. Yeah, it's getting forgotten. Yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do a video on that in the future. Yeah. Maybe with Eric, we'll review the movie or talk about cool. it. Kung Fu yeah. Hustle Memories, maybe in the future. Yeah. That'll be yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah, this sounds amazing. Cats and Jammer rolls off the tongue. That's right. Badass. I'm sold. Everybody in chat is sold. I'm sure everybody watching is sold as well. Get the word out. That's right. Tell your friends. That's right. Tell your family. Spread the word. This is coming out. Martial arts action musical uh, extravaganza on its way. Brought to you by our brother from another mother, Eric Jacobus. And I think that's a perfect way to go ahead and end our episode today, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. For being here, fun. hanging out with the samurai guy. I could talk to you about movies and martial arts all, the, all day, man. I could do it Next all time. day, but I know you're extremely busy. As we say to all our guests, make this your second home, my friend. You're always welcome to come back at any time. And uh, y'all know what you need to do. Spread the word. That's right. And uh, follow Eric Jacobus's future endeavors. 
Go ahead and buy that copy of Contour and Death Grip. You know what I'm saying? Watch Blindsided the Game. It is phenomenal. A lot of awesome stuff. And a legacy, this guy. Uh, has, you have a legacy, my friend, despite what you say about yourself. <laughs> a lot of fans. It inspired a lot of people, my friend. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys. Oh, Samurai Guy. I might see you later tonight for a live Q&A, maybe. If you guys want to hang out with the Samurai Guy and talk movies a little bit later tonight. Uh, tomorrow, don't forget, Versus. That's right. Silver Bullet versus Bad Moon tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Werewolf movie, baby. Face off. Uh, Vincent Lynn and Rick Myers will be hanging out with Samurai Guy on uh, Friday. That's right. Around 4 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to talk about the new newest James Bond film. We're going to discuss that. And then Jan Lucanus. That's right. Justice for Hire. Uh, he's going to be hanging out with the Samurai Guy Friday night. So busy week. Fun times. Keep watching movies. That's right. Shout out to MoCap Doe, son. Represent. And we'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. Don't go anywhere, Eric.